Well, I always enjoy catching up with Susie Elkins to talk about all things broadcasting and content creation and distribution. Susie's the Director of Broadcasting for Michigan State University and General Manager of WKAR Public Media. Susie, great to have you back on MSU today. Thanks for having me, Russ. So October 5th is uh, PBS's 50th birthday. Uh, How are you celebrating at WKAR? Well, we've been thinking a lot about it, and and, uh, I've been taking some time to kind of reflect not only on PBS's history, but on our own history here at WKAR, and um, so it's it's been fun for us. We've been thinking about it through uh, the lens of content and service and all of these things. So I appreciate this opportunity to, to talk with you about it and reflect on it. And of course, WKAR has been around a lot longer than PBS, but can you talk a little bit about how your missions, uh, you know, are combined and are very similar and, and sort of how they're evolving? 50 years later. Yes, of course. I'd love to. I, th- I think one thing that um, struck me as I, w- I've, as I have been reflecting on our history actually is the role that, that radio has played in the advent of public media. And um, I think MSU saw the potential of broadcasting early on. They saw it as a force to improve the lives of Michiganders. And um, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but they began an experimental radio uh, broadcasting um, service in 1917. And um, uh, there were a few educational radio stations, mostly based in universities um, operating at low power. Uh, But really, it was educational media advocates thinking about wanting to set aside those radio channels for educational use. And um, so it really wasn't even until 1952 that broadcast television spectrum was set aside for educational purposes. And once again, Michigan State University was very innovative. And um, in 1954, we launched one of the the first educational television stations in the, the United States. So we do have a really strong, long history, and um, it becomes intertwined with PBSs a little bit later. Um, but we, we started creating wonderful content here on campus to fill that programming schedule. So you can imagine before PBS, we had a, a big programming schedule to fill. And, um, and so, it, you know, I think our, our history is unique and exciting. And I think the, the idea began to take root across the country following, you know, that it all goes back to the land grant colleges and Michigan State's mission and and uh, MSU has been a pioneer in this area for a long time. So, And some may think, Susie, when we talk about the mission, well, they put programming out for people, but it's, it's much more than that, isn't it? And people get your content in so many other ways now. Can you talk about how that's evolving? Yeah, I think, uh, well, the, the last thing I want to say on the history side, and then I'll move into, into that, is um, once I think once people saw the benefit of those educational um, stations that were cropping up, they really saw a need to uh, take a look at the where mass media was heading. And a lot of the early legislation was um, making it very commercialized and trying to bring audiences to advertisers. And that's when, you know, PBS, it was it really became clear that we needed to solidify this educational programming and um, make a space and make sure that we that every citizen in the country had access to free educational programming over the air. And so um I think that's really what's what started the mission for PBS, and we we have stayed true to those roots. But today's challenges mean that um, we need to meet those audiences when and where they they want us. And so it isn't just necessarily over the broadcast airwaves; it's making sure that we're providing service, you know, through 
uh, 24-7 streaming online and um, on the various um, devices that people use these days in order to find content. And so um, the, the, a particular challenge for us, and I think it's a huge opportunity, but one thing that, that we are always wanting to think about is how to do that and still serve those local communities because we're, we are the only locally owned and locally accountable um, media organizations left in the country. And so, um, you know, we're not negotiating for one network. We're negotiating for 360 public broadcasting stations in each individual community. So that makes it a particular challenge in today's environment. But I think it's what also makes us special and really um, unique and important in today's world. And you're doing something right because surveys show that PBS and NPR and public broadcasting is one of the most trusted institutions in the country, isn't it? Oh yeah, and we've we've maintained that now for, you know, over 15 years and it's something we're really proud of and I think it's because we are beholden to these local audiences and, you know, WKAR is held accountable by uh, folks here listening in in our community. And so, you know, they call us and I, I talk to them and I hear, you know, what they're thinking and we make adjustments and that just doesn't happen in the media industry anywhere else in the world. And so, um, yeah, I think that that's, that's what makes us special. And one of the ways, Susie, that PBS and WKAR are honoring the 50th anniversary of PBS is American Portrait. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, I think it, it's um, really a unique project that is, um, it combines the digital aspect with the broadcast aspect. And I think it's it's. Ex- perfectly poignant to celebrate the 50th anniversary with a project like this, where we're reaching out to community members and asking them to share their stories. So we are providing prompts to get people, you know, you know, one sentence, um, did you ever imagine that dot, 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 and then asking folks to answer, you know, that prompt with whatever comes to mind for them. And I think the beauty of it is that we're hearing from um, every perspective, you know, um, every voice that you can think of that's, that's, that makes up these wonderful United States, we're inviting them to tell their story. And um, we've had lots of participation in our local community and, and there's been lots of participation at stations across the country. And we're pulling together um, digital uh, stories to share through social media and online and on air. Um, and then just most recently, um, we created a, an actual half-hour documentary under the American Portrait banner to highlight um, an essential worker, a nurse who's working to care for patients in this uh, during the pandemic. And so, it's we've really tried to take advantage of of American Portrait to make sure that we're including as many voices and perspectives as possible. So, I think it's kind of the perfect fit to celebrate 50 years of doing that towards our mission. And Susie, you're on the PBS board. What are some of you and your fellow board members, what are the issues you're grappling with as we move forward? Well, I think um, we really want to always be thinking about our mission. And it's so easy to, um, there's so much change happening. So we're always talking about change and how we need to adjust and make sure that we're continuing to uh, be relevant for audiences and bring them what they need, but always doing that with that core mission in mind, meaning that we serve all Americans. We serve um, everyone in every unique community. And so it's sort of an interesting juxtaposition of, um, as a broadcaster, we're one to many and it's mass communication. However, our mission states that 
we want to serve um, individual voices and really personalize and localize the experience. And it's okay if we have less ratings, if we're telling a story that fewer people are tuning into, those who are tuning in are being impacted uh, positively and cared for and served in a unique and interesting way. So, you know, on the board, we're always thinking about how to balance those things. And as I mentioned, you know, we're trying to innovate and take advantage of new technologies while always negotiating and keeping the local station at the forefront. And uh, that can be challenging in all honesty, but it's worth it. It's worth every, you know, um, drop of sweat and every tear to try to figure out how to do it. And I think we've been really successful. I mean, uh, PBS has a long history of innovating. We created closed captioning. We had the first um, satellite uplink system. We had the first broadcast facility in digital, you know, and so uh, we just continue to innovate and find new ways to serve audiences. And so we talk a lot about that on the board um, and maintaining that local connection. We also, uh, as of late, have really been talking about our role in dealing, um, you know, helping the country grapple with legacies of systemic racism and inequality in our country. And um, we've been committed to leveraging the unique strengths we have as a public media system to um, manage and encourage conversation around difficult topics and, and you know, part of our mission at WKAR is to affect positive change. So we, you know, we don't shy away from difficult issues and difficult topics. We, um, we have a strong catalog, you know, PBS has a long history, a, a huge catalog of, of content, including eyes on the prize and freedom riders and, um, American, African Americans, many rivers to cross. This is all content that, you know, we have in our catalog that we have been using to spark conversation and, um, try to help people understand, you know, as individual struggle, let's try on some different perspectives and try to have some understanding uh, about what people are going through and see if we can make some positive change. So those are some big things that we've been um, talking about uh, at the board level that I think are important for uh, stations. Individual stations are also grappling with this and trying to leverage their content and their ability to hold conversations and make change in their local communities. And we're just trying to support the stations in that effort as much as possible. I'm talking with WKAR leader Susie Elkins on MSU today. And Susie, you and your team recently issued a, just a phenomenal stakeholder report showing all the ways you positively impact the community. And one that sticks out is, uh, has anything been more successful than the PBS Kids Initiative, of which WKAR is one of the real trailblazers nationally? Yeah, we were really excited to put out the stakeholder report because one thing we talk about all the time at the station is how grateful we are to our um, donors and our members and our listeners and viewers. And, um, you know, we have so much support and from the university and, um, you know, I'm thinking of MSU FCU and their role in helping us expand education and Consumers Energy has been with us since the beginning with Quizbusters and now Curious Crew. And, um, and so we just really wanted to put together a report to show folks what their um, contributions have meant to our community. And so it was a big project, but one that we felt was important. And um, we've been excited to share that with with our stakeholders and others who sometimes don't know all everything that we're doing in terms of not just putting out programming, but um, providing engagement events and uh, community screenings and working with um, the university to make sure that uh, the general public understands the role of research and 
and how it creates positive change in communities. And so we, we just wanted to be able to tell our story, which was a little uncomfortable for us. We're used to tell, you know, helping others tell their stories. And um, so, you know, we struggled a little bit with feeling like, oh, you know, we're spending a lot of time talking about ourselves, but we aren't really because this WKAR is made, made up of our viewers and listeners and our stakeholders and those who support us. So it's, it isn't about us even in this report. It's about you and the community and everyone that, that helps us do what we do. So we're just stewards at this point in time of the station. But as we've just been discussing, it's been 50 years of PBS and um, much longer for WKAR. And so um, I'm just so grateful to be here at this moment in time to, to mark it and reflect on it and to, to give back a little bit to our community who's given us so much. Well said, Susie. And I often say, if you don't toot your own horn, no one else will. So I'm glad you're patting yourself on the back a little bit. Very, very worthwhile. And uh, I guess I could ask everyone this. How was the whole pandemic impacting WKAR's mission? Well, I think, you know, um, our hearts, you know, go out to folks who really have been struggling. And we know it's been difficult for so many people. And we just have been racking our brains from the beginning to think, what role can we play to make sure that we're being supportive, providing the information that's needed at this critical moment as quickly um, as possible and as accurately as possible. We have built up, as you mentioned, this this trust over the years. And so I feel like this is this is a moment that we've been working toward to make sure that we can uh, be there for the community. And so I, I have to admit, I was a little... Um, you know, as we were moving into it, I really hoped that we were going to be able to meet this challenge. And I've just been so impressed with our team and frankly, with our members and our donors and our, our stakeholders, as I've mentioned, everyone's come together to make sure that we use every resource and all of our skill sets and ability um, to put forth to make sure that we're supporting the community as much as possible. So in the first couple of weeks, we launched a new public affairs program um, called COVID-19 Answers and Insights to make sure that we were providing in-depth, accurate resources and information up to date. Um, and people needed it, you know. I mean, we still need it, but in those first few weeks and months, it was really imperative that we were bringing on experts who could kind of cut through the noise and say, this is what's happening here locally. Because as we know, with the pandemic, it, it changes depending on what state you're in, depending on what county you're in. And so it was really important for us to, to serve our local community with the most up-to-date information. So that was challenging to produce. We, we first and foremost wanted to make sure that our own staff and team were safe. And so we followed all of MSU's rules. MSU was at the forefront right away, making sure that um, faculty and students and staff were safe. And so we followed all of the uh, guidelines that were put in place for us, but our team was still able to produce this incredible program. And um, uh, that was seen mostly statewide. And so uh, we did that. We um, suspended our pledge drive, our, um, our, our drive on radio to make sure that we were providing as much news and information as possible. And we found alternative ways to to hold our fund drive and our donors have been coming out for us and and supporting what we've been doing. So we're so grateful for that. 
Um, and so we launched an at-home learning service for our families, you know, building on the PBS Kids uh, work that we've done, the Ready to Learn work that we've done since 1996. We were perfectly poised to be there and provide equitable access to educational programming of free and over the air to all kids and all families. And we've been working really hard. Our education director, Robin Pizzo, has been uh, building partnerships with, with others on campus and in the community to make sure that we're supporting kids and families. And we launched a couple of daily or a daily education newsletter and then a weekly newsletter for teachers. So we've just been really, really busy and <laughs> really trying to make sure we're, we're up for the challenge. And I've been pleased so far, but we have a long way to go. I think we all know. And um, so we're committed to, to putting every resource available. And we like to say we're here um, now because of the support we've gotten, you know, in the past. And our, our members and donors continue to understand the importance of what we do and, and have continued to support it, even when it's uh, difficult for them to do so. So I'm, I'm grateful. And Susie, I've been very impressed with the leadership of Drew Henderson and, and Jamie Paisley on the radio side. What's new over there on, on radio? Well, the, the radio news team and the classical team have been integral into our uh, work towards supporting the community during the pandemic. So um, when I I mentioned the, the TV program that we put together, but I, I would also say you're exactly right, Drew and, and Corel Vega and the news team have been outstanding in terms of um, being able to report up to the minute information. We, we launched a, a live blog on the coronavirus right away and, um, and provided Spanish language updates as well uh, for our Spanish speaking community. We um, just really, I, I have followed their lead. They, they know, you know what they need to do in order to get information out and they have just done a phenomenal job and worked really closely with, with colleagues on the music side, Jamie and, and Jody and others to make sure that um, there's a bit of a respite from this barrage of news and information. And, you know, our classical listeners have always counted on, on um, Jamie and Jody to provide that local connection. And if Jamie were here talking with us, he would say it isn't just a respite. I mean, there's music for forever um, has been used to also talk about what's happening in the world and to provide, you know, um, some insight and, um, and, to be thought provoking as well. And so some of our listeners, uh, you know, um, have appreciated our local hosts at thinking about, you know, uh, their programming schedule and how it addresses today's needs. And so it's an active, not always, not just passive experience. It's, um, and that's been important. And, you know, early on, Jamie's work was recognized in the New York Times. He was pulling together streams of uh, classical performances that um, were where audiences weren't allowed to attend, able to attend. So he, he pulled together um, a listing of those. And our, our radio reporters have been featured heavily throughout NPR's national reporting. Um, Abigail Sensky um, has been asked by NPR to participate in their uh, politics re uh, reports and podcasts and uh, leading, leading the uh, pool feeds for uh, candidates that are coming to the state. So it's 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 just been impressive to see them in action and they're so skilled at what they do and they take, you know, the trust that we've built over all these years extremely seriously and I'm just I'm really proud of the efforts of everyone on on the team and that goes also for the behind the scenes folks. So there's a, a lot of people on air and and producers and content creators, reporters, but there's 
also a lot of people building out those schedules. There's the business office and um, our, our membership teams and everyone has come to, you know, the table to say, how can I help and what can I do? And, and I know they're also grappling with issues at home in their personal lives and caring for family members. And, and so, you know, it's just a, an interesting time that I feel just very honored to, to be leading the organization at a time like this. And I'm grateful to Prabhu David for his support um, in the college and, and for President Stanley and for Paula Kerger's leadership at PBS. It's just, it's, um, it's an honor for me to be managing uh, WKAR right now. Well, Susie, and it's an honor for me to be a small part of that team as MSU Today does air on WKAR. And I could talk with you all day, but what would you like to leave listeners with about sort of as the as PBS, you know, celebrates its 50th birthday, but TV and radio and online and streaming, just what would you like people to take and keep in mind as we move forward about WKAR's mission and how you serve the community? Well, I just, I always like to share with folks why I think we are uh, as important as we've ever been, because occasionally people say, you know, in a world full of media choices, you know, there's, there's a plethora of information and news and music, and I can get it anywhere I want, whenever I want. And so why is PBS needed today? And, you know, I'm, I am a firm believer that PBS is needed now more than ever because of the plethora of news and information and and the trust that WKAR and PBS has built um, means that we we aren't beholden to anyone else. We are only serving those in our local community and as as the last locally owned stations, you know, working to extend the learning from our educational programming and convene those conversations. And, you know, that is at the heart of our mission. And, and there is no one else doing that. There's no one else cutting through the noise in the way um, that that we are with our community and we can only do it because of the support of our community. And I personally am so grateful to live in a, in a community like ours where people are interested and they are engaged and they are involved and they want information and they, you know, they want cultural programming. And um, so it's just, it's, it's a pleasure to serve this community and uh, I'm just grateful to everyone. Well, Susie, happy birthday to PBS, and thank you for updating us on all things WKAR, and uh, all the best to you in the future. Thank you, Russ. Thanks for this opportunity. It's always appreciated. That's Susie Elkins, Michigan State University's Director of Broadcasting, and Susie is the General Manager of WKAR Public Media. Of course, everything we've talked about, you can find out more at WKAR.org. And I'm Russ White. This is MSU Today.